Welcome back, my fellow creatives, to another episode of Story Cuppings, where we take a sip from a story and you know taste it and get a feel for it and, uh, and see if this is something we want to finish drinking or not. Uh, being Pride Month, I want to continue reading books that help, you know, that are representative. And uh, today, this is Beyond the Black Door by A.M. Strickland. Uh, I was intrigued by the, <clears throat> pardon me, by the promos on the cover. Uh, you know, Kirkus loved it and all sorts of these other authors were like, this is amazing. And I thought, well, goodness, I mean, it's got this lush cover and it sounds fascinating. You know, it's uh, apparently we can walk in souls. And so I, I thought, well, I want to find out how I walk in a soul. This sounds neat. And so let's let's take a look at this first chapter, the first page, and 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 let's just see what continues to hook us or perhaps does not hook us. We'll find out. Let's take a sip. Chapter one, burning curiosity. I was five the first time I asked my mother about the black door. The moment seared itself into my memory. We were walking together through her soul, my hand in hers, the deep blue tiles of the place that was both hers and her, as cool as water beneath my silk-slippered feet. We'd done this for as long as I could remember, exploring her soul while our bodies slumbered, our spirits free to traverse the sleeping realm to which souls belonged. My mother would explain how people such as us, soul walkers, could wander souls by night, and she would describe the gods. And yet she never mentioned the black door I always found in her soul. So I'm going to pause here. Uh, the language is beautiful. I mean, we have we very sensory, very lush with color. And I think it, just the idea of being able to walk through a soul. I, 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 I love in that third sentence how it is simply, this is how it is. I, I like that kind of world building. It's not pushing it at you. It's, it's just this is what is normal for this character. And I really dig that. Let's keep going. On this particular night, I finally gathered my courage and stopped in the wide hallway, pointing. Mama, what is that door? In my mother's soul, the sandstone halls were rosy, lit as if a fireplace burned merrily next to every stretch of wall. There was no fire. It was my mother's warmth, her light. The walls were pale and smooth, perforated with airy latticework that revealed the glow of rooms beyond, as if there were nothing to hide here, while the long hallways with deep azure tiles beckoned like fingers, hinting at wonders just out of sight. But the black door was closed tight. Its sleek black surface parted the creamy sandstone of the wall like a slick dark stone in bright water, the sinuous lines of its frame meeting in a point at the apex. It gleamed like midnight fire. There's a lot of fire going on. Hmm. 
Okay, sorry, let's get back to it. Despite seeming to draw in the light around it, it lured me like a candle's flame. By then I'd learned that fire would burn me, but only through touching it several times already. I'd never touched the black door, and I wanted to. This dark, tantalizing danger didn't seem to belong in my mother's bright, inviting soul. My mother, her eyes narrowing, stared at the door for a moment, her jaw clenched, a look on her beautiful face like I'd never seen. There was resolve, anger, and yes, fear. I'd never before seen my mother afraid. Turning away, she knelt before me, took both my hands, and said very seriously, Kamai, you can never open that door. It's best if you just forget about it. But Mama, you said I could go anywhere in your sleep house. A smile tugged at her mouth. My soul house, not my sleep house. It's about time you started using the proper name. Niam. The word actually meant soul house in the old tongue. And that door isn't part of my Niam. It belongs to somewhere else. You must understand how these things work, Kamai, because someday you'll be able to walk anyone's soul at your whim and find what you will inside. But you must never. She leaned closer, holding my eyes with the liquid, liquid brown of her gaze. Okay. Sorry. Let's get back in. <laughs> you must never open that door. Trepidation overrode my curiosity. Is it hiding something bad? She leaned forward to brush her lips over my forehead. Lips, I would one day learn, that were the envy of both men and women. Marin Nuala's lips, I'd later hear someone say, could unlock anyone's. Okay. Something very bad. Something evil. You won't be safe from what's behind it. It wants the door to open. I was both intrigued and disturbed that the evil thing behind the black door could want, that it had desires, and that it was lurking in my mother's neum. What is it? She stared at me for a long moment. I pray you'll never know. She stood and strolled the hall away from the black door. Even here, where, I, where only I could see her, she dressed like a queen, her pale skin accented by a silk-blue gown that swirled about her hips as she walked, her belt of fine gold links glimmering in the warm light. Now come, tell me what else I've taught you this evening. If you repeat it true, I'll give you a surprise. I couldn't keep the excitement from my voice. Will it be my own sleep? Niam? I could learn quickly when I had an incentive. That's the story of every child. Okay, back in. <laughs> back in. Sorry. <clears throat> my mother glanced down, rare sadness in her gaze. You don't have one, my dearest. My feet ground to a halt. Everyone's soul was a house. It could be as dark, primitive, and dank as a cave, or as vast, ornate, and maze-like as a palace. My mother's neum was as warm and welcoming as a sprawling country villa, but with so many hulls and wings and doors, no walls in the waking world could have contained it. To not have ma my own made me want to cry until I got one. Well, do I not have a soul? I asked. Of course you do, sweetness, she said, swiping away my brimming tears with her thumbs. It's only that sometimes these things are hidden from us, kept secret, even from within. She placed two warm fingertips over my heart. You don't have a neum because your soul is so deeply asleep. 
that no one can find it. No one can walk your halls and discover your secrets that way. Something flickered across her face like a shadow, and I knew she wasn't telling me the entire truth. Even then, I had a decent sense of such things. It is good that it stays hidden, she added, smoothing down my hair, a tousled mirror of her own cascade of dark curls, for it stays safe. Like the, from the evil creature behind the back black door? She drew in a breath. You're safe from it, but I don't want you to speak of the door or what's behind it anymore. Did you open the door? I asked, glancing over my shoulder. Is that why it's here? She shook her head. No, my darling, it's because you are. It follows you because it knows that only you can open the door. But that's why I'm safe too, because I know you won't. Now tell me what you've learned this evening. No more talk of the other thing. Who can walk the halls of souls and discover the sleeper's deepest secrets? People like you and me, I added with some satisfaction, and priests and priestesses. But we're different from them because we're soul walkers. That was what my mother called us. At five years old, I didn't understand everything by far, but I at least knew for sure we weren't priestesses, since I found going to temples dreadfully dull. And this wasn't dull. And besides, everyone knew that priests and priestesses could explore souls. No one knew we could. And what is a sleepwalker? And when we're, when we're asleep like we are now? <sighs> a spirit! which was a layman's term for our cerebral conscious aspect. Just like the soul was our subconscious, but I didn't know yet any of those words. And who can do what we do? No one, I said quickly. Not even Halan and Razim, remember? I nodded with proper solemnity. Halan and Razim were the closest thing I had to family after my mother, close to a stepfather and stepbrother, though not quite. It had been difficult not to brag about my secret soul-walking ability to Razim, older than me by a couple of years, but I had managed. And now it seemed like there was a new rule that was just as serious, if not more so, than ever betraying the secret of our soul-walking. Never open the black door. I gotta stop. <laughs> okay. Again, the, the language is beautiful. It's beautifully written. I, I'm there, there. There's a couple times where I was a little thrown, um, like a liquid brown gaze that that threw me off a little bit. But there's a lot of gorgeous. There's a lot of gorgeous sentences in here. I mean, it's it, the prose itself is very strong. But and I know I've brought this up before with like Midnight Bargain. And the Hobbit, as far as when it comes to exposition and, and the world building and explaining how things work. In Midnight Bargain, we were getting some of the world as the character, the narrator, was woeing, <laughs> wo uh, bemoaning, I should say, uh, the state of the world as it was for women. And in Tolkien, we had the narrator, who was himself a character, you know, pausing as if a child, had, as if a listener had stopped to ask, well, but what are hobbits? What are hobbits, you say? And you just kind of can, can hear the question that's causing the pause in the story for him to then explain something about the world. <clears throat> now, here we have Strickland is 
utilize you know using a conversation to talk about things for the about the world for the sake of the reader i mean clearly this is for the sake of the reader but because there's really no reason that the characters would have to talk about what she had just learned why we couldn't have just been learning as the narrator was learning i i don't know but it makes it feel oddly redundant to have, you know, now tell me what I've taught you. <laughs> why, why couldn't we just see the learning happen? And actually have action. Cause I think that's, that's my biggest conundrum with this book. You know, we're, we're almost, we're five pages in and it's just two people talking. Compared to spell hacker last week, which granted, it's a little bit different to <laughs> not not a little bit it's a lot of bit different uh where we are in the midst of uh the protagonist trying to get away from a police officer after having stolen magic and so we're in a tense hiding situation and fleeing situation but it, it was action we were in the moment we we were getting enough of the world to understand what was going on but there was something happening there was something moving there was something to be already there was already a sense of stakes now granted there are some stakes established in beyond the black door in these first few pages but i i cannot help but think of because my, my husband is preparing for this this podcast he's he's going to be a guest on revolving around uh, focused on I should say the Friday the 13th movie series and you I am not saying you have to love slasher films that that's some people love them some people don't my husband has always enjoyed horror films as a whole and there's a special you know slasher films like Friday the 13th they're their own little niche but this book's opening reminds me of Friday the 13th. No, I'm not saying like it's promising slasher nonsense. I'm not saying that. But there's this, oh, you must never go there. Do not ever do that. It's almost, it, it's back to the biblical <laughs> Garden of Eden. You could even think, if, if you think of the Bible as a story, it, it's, it's all the way back to Genesis where that sense of don't touch that tree and what are they going to, you know, they're just going to go and do it. And so there's this, odd sense like you're shoving all this doom right away into the first few pages we, we barely understand walking through a soul and you're already going no there's evil doom behind this setup and it's a tiny child that this is being said to so of course you know the child's going to do something and there's no it just feels way too early to have the evil doom already thrown at us. Now, some people, I'm obviously a lot of people love this book. And so I am very likely the odd one out here. One, it's like, oh, this is, I don't need the doomsayer already. I, th that could just be me because some people may appreciate having the stakes set like that this soon. Okay. That's fine, because I, I I I think the premise is fascinating about how the these two this mother and daughter 
can enter people's souls and no one else knows about it. That's that's a really fascinating premise. But I didn't need, you know, the tree of knowledge of good and evil in a sense, this black door where surely things are evil and never go there. And you're saying that to a five-year-old, you know, anyone who's been around a five-year-old, you know, they're going to do the exact opposite. Why is this being brought up now? Let's learn with the child. I think if Strickland had us present during the lesson, not making the lesson a repeat, because it already feels like why why should the child have to, why should they have to repeat? Why couldn't we have just been in the moment and see things happen, see things move, rather than hearing them talk about what happened? It's telling, not showing. And I think that's that's the crook of it that that I, I'm gonna have to set aside this cup. Again. You may love this premise because clearly a lot of people do. And that's fine because we all don't have to like the same things. We just don't. We can all love what we love and we can all go, that that story just didn't click it for me. And that's fine because that's why there are so many wonderful stories to sip from. But this one I will pass. I'm looking forward to checking out some more stories. I do want to, because Juneteenth is coming up, I am taking a little break from Pride Month next week because I would like to focus on a story tied to Juneteenth. Um, But after that, we will get back to enjoying some more fantasy and, yeah, just seeing what other stories meet our tastes and which ones we'll just go no, thank you. And that's all right. So read on and share on and write on my friends and do take care. Bye now.